If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Rose Show with TT and Gigi? And yeah, get it popping. Thoughts. Everything begins with thoughts. She's a slut, she's a hoe, she's this, she's that. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. It's about people being uncomfortable with women owning their sexuality. What is the truest, highest vision that you hold for yourself? I'm a real ass bitch, and I'm going to get everything that I'm going to get on my own. I know for sure. You don't get what you wish for. You get what you believe Hi. Hey, guys. And we are back. What's going on? Um, this is episode 84 of the Oprah Rose Show. I'm TT. And I'm Gigi. And we're back. Um, per usual, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure make sure you are commenting um, on iTunes and rating as well. Um, you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes at the Oprah Rose Show, Twitter, Oprah Rose Show, IG, the Oprah Rose Show, and the Oprah, uh, the Rose, Oprah Rose Show, Show at gmail.com. Yeah, I was forgetting one. Um, and so make sure you send us any of your questions, comments, concerns, um, hate mail. No, we don't know hate mail, hate? but I mean, say something. <laughs> yeah, just right. <laughs> all feedback is we, welcome. All feedback is welcome. Um, right. We might cuss you out for the hate mail but you know constructive criticism is always appreciated i'll just say that cancel them like roseanne um cancel hello cancel them like roseanne get her out of here get her ass up on out of here um so today we um we have a very g and i were definitely not i think i'm like i'm i'm no self proclaimed sex expert or anything no the, not at all correct yeah not at all um so we're so excited today to have an actual official um sex expert on the show on the I, show yeah, michelle yeah, sure hi i'm like what's the official title <laughs> yeah what's the official title so um i'm a sexologist by trade sexologist yeah uh, okay sexpert just sounds way cooler and but so, no, I actually like sex out like that ology too. on the back of it. It sounds right, official. I which like it. also kind of makes more sense because people oftentimes think I do <laughs> a lot of that. Like they think I do the actual physical sex part, but I do Got more it. of the ology, the sociology, the psychology, epidemiology, anthropology of how we end up in sexual situations, right? Um, I can teach you how to pop your pussy and like give that good brain, but I'm more interested in what is driving you to want to be the best at popping your pussy. I want to understand how social media and the news and current events impact how people of color look at their own sex and sexuality and what we need to do as a community to improve our family dynamics and our existence in this space being that like 
entities that we've been hypersexualized. Black bodies have been exploited sexually for eons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not just black. Let's say black and brown mm-hmm. bodies have been exploited for eons when it comes to sex. So it's my hope to educate people on a deeper understanding around sexuality so they can make more informed decisions okay, around their sex lives. Do you have to... Um look at because I know that your primary focus is obviously uh, people of color and Mm -hmm. our sexual choices Um, but do you have to look at our white counterparts to just like for um, you know research purposes (laughs) I mean I am half white so it's funny because sometimes I it's funny recently I have been mistaken for in the in the winter mistaken for a white woman (laughs) by black and white people wow come on passable hello (laughs) until I opened my mouth like there was an instance on a train where I saw a white woman grading papers and one of the papers she was grading I'm not gonna lie I was reading it it was talking about like who pays for the date on a social media dating app and it was i was like you know what class do you teach what's this paper and she was like i teach english this was a final paper english yeah and this social media apps this girl wrote about like sexual assault and social media apps and dating and like all these things and you know she looked at me and i was like yeah i'm a sexologist i teach you know sexuality in harlem and the woman looked at me and said ironic you would be teaching black people about sexuality as a white woman she said that wow i looked around real quick (laughs) and i said ironic that i'm a black woman and she was like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm so sorry (laughs) um but yeah it's you know being biracial i sit in a very interesting space yeah um i grew up in a trailer park with a white mom who was a lesbian wow in the 80s where are you from originally indiana oh Oh, wait a minute michelle pence country (laughs) i'm from indiana what part (laughs) i'm from elkhart indiana northern indiana i'm so sorry i'm from lafayette (laughs) (laughs) yes be sorry this is definitely the first time we've had two wow indiana oh my god you get it Yes, I do. I tell people all the time. They're like, I've never been to Indiana. I'm like, you should not go. Never. (laughs) Indiana is like ranked the third worst place for people of color. And it doesn't matter what race you are. There's only two races in Indiana. Black (laughs) and white. white. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you might be Asian, no, 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 you're black. Right. Yeah. If you count. might be Latino, no, 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 no not in Indiana, you're black. Mm-hmm. Or if you're passable, you could pass for white, but there's mm-hmm. no delineation between yeah. races. Which is why I specifically use the word passable, because my father is very fair-skinned. Both of his parents are biracial, black and white. Okay. So he, you know, he looks biracial. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he is. Mm-hmm. And he always used to get mistaken for a white man. And I used to get teased at school from kids saying that my dad was white. I'm sorry. I used to I mean, tease it, it doesn't matter anymore because my mom was a dyke. So there's wow. that too. Mm. But undercover. But it's okay. Right. Lemon so, squeeze. <laughs> I was, so does that did that have anything to do with you wanting to pursue this career or how did you get started in that? Actually, I don't think it did. I think my desire to become a Dr. Ruth of the 21st century or a sexologist really is rooted in my experience with sexual assault. Mm. And, you know, um, the first time I can remember experiencing sexual assault, I was 15. 
And then it, it happened multiple times before 25. And it wasn't until 25 that I got the counseling and did the hard work. Like, if you've experienced sexual assault, for anybody that's listening, you're not alone. It's not your fault, right? And you should really look into getting a counselor, going to therapy, because there's a lot of things you have to unpack there. And I just remember all the deviant behavior, because if you don't get the help, you start to take on the um, behaviors of a predator, Mm -hmm. right? So if you look at sexual predators, what we found or what the science and the social science tells us is that people who are sexual predators at some point in their life have experienced abuse. It doesn't mean everybody who has been abused will become a predator, but all all predators that we have on record have been abused. Exactly. So I remember one time like sitting with my therapist, telling her some stories and this lady started crying and I was like, oh shit, I'm real fucked up. Right? Like, oops. And I remember your therapist started crying. Girl, what would you do? Right, if the therapist, if the therapist ask for my money back, girl, I like I handed <laughs> her, cheap. yeah, I think I was doing like, uh, uh exactly, I handed her right. a box of tissues, like, yeah, like you need, are this? you okay, right? And then like I had to go home and I processed that. That was wow. weird. And then I went back to my next session, and she was like, you know, I really apologize for be- becoming overwhelmed with emotion, but do you understand how many people you could help if you would be willing to tell your story? Wow. And that was so powerful to me. And it really motivated me to go back to school, to get the education, to find ways to help people. Because also, at that point, I became comfortable talking about my assault. So I started talking about the assault with friends. And I heard the same stories coming back to me. And that made me, and it wasn't just black It was white, it was brown, it was yellow, it was all colors of women. And I was just kind of like, oh my God, something has to change. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go back to school and get my master's so I could come back and really, I left entertainment to come back to entertainment essentially, Mm. but I didn't want to be a talking head. I wanted to come with powerful information that could change lives, Mm -hmm. you know, and help people. That's amazing. Like that that is like I feel like you already not to like I know discredit or you know, like everybody's on their journey and their path, but like I feel like you through all of that, like almost found your purpose and it sounds so like you know, heavy, but you it's like you are literally like actively finding your purpose and helping people. And at a young age. Yeah, that really is amazing. Spring chicken now. None of us are (laughs) sharing stories. Love it. Um so we're gonna get into our sponsor game. Um so this is Girls Night Out from Cards um for all people. Um and you can find it on DD. Carsfallpeople.com. You know it. Carsfallpeople.com. <laughs> Just like the name of the card game. Right. Um, so we have, we're going to ask you the question and then you can pick from a multiple choice question. I mean, answers. Oh, I'll think, come on, bring it. And hey. obviously, because we're dealing with the sexologist, we chose all the sex questions. Yay. Great. I love that. All right. First question When my man comes, I like him to A, yell my name, B, choke me. C, not say a damn thing, or D, grab my hair. All but C. What was C? <laughs> not say a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick. I, mean, I, I don't want them to be... I mean, like... I 
don't like a quiet comer no. either. I mean, no. I don't. I, I come on now. That's the worst. Actually. You, That's you kind of just need to let me know it's coming. It's right. <laughs> My dumbass definitely thought it was like C O M E, like to the door. Forgot that. Girl, bye. I know. I'm sorry. I was just like, oh, like call or the, text. The prude <laughs> over here. That's the prude. Yeah, no. I, I, you know, rarely do I talk about my own sex life because I feel like a lot of people assume mm. that as a sexologist, you I'm have the best sex. Swinging from chandeliers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like doing all these crazy things. Like, I have a regular sex life that has its own issues. Yeah. Um, mm. But I really try to communicate with my partner prior to sex that I I do want to know when you're about to come. And I do enjoy um, a little bit of dominance as I am a very dominant person outside of the bedroom. Yeah. So oftentimes, you know, in fetishes, we see that people who are highly dominant outside of the bedroom, in the boardroom, running companies, this, that, or the other, tend to like to relinquish power. Same. Mm-hmm. I'm all behind like, closed yes. doors. Yeah. Because sometimes, I, like, I can't be power, like, I all cannot the be the boss all right. the time. Right. right. But that doesn't mean, like, I don't, I, like, I still appreciate consent and I like to have right. conversations. Right. Right. <laughs> of course. So we're like, clear. Like, please don't just stick so, your finger yeah. in my ass so right. we're clear. without spit, lubricant, or at least informing me a thumb is coming in my ass. So right. wait, do you have conversations about like likes and dislikes or of Absolutely. what you like before sex? So is that something we should be doing of like, yes. I like this, I like, don't like that? You know, there's this really incredible list. It's like the I will, I want, I won't list. And I can give you the website afterwards yeah. i just don't want to say it now because i'll say it wrong okay. um but there are lists that have been developed that talk about all things sexually right it talks about everything from scat play to bloodletting and those are very extreme mm. i'm sorry you even got to tell me what that is we, I'm you like, know what girl that's another show right? <laughs> um to google's your friend <laughs> right to a little bit of spanking and bdsm um but i think it's important before you even like why are we talking about talking with your partner you you need to sit down with yourself Mm. and do this list like Mm -hmm. do i want someone to cut me to a point where i'll bleed during sex nope not my thing (laughs) like you need to come to a point in your own self where you know what you want and like i had mentioned one of the reasons i'm so sorry i was tardy was because i was doing a a youth group for young women Mm mm-hmm um, here in Harlem and I say to them what I would say to you grown women if you got a partner that ain't licking you ain't word. sucking word if you are not comfortable the name of the show okay. hello <laughs> that is the name not, of the show and I hope that all people teach young people this right mm-hmm. as much as I love working in I like I like adult space better but when it comes to young people I tell young women if you are not comfortable fingering yourself or putting your fingers in your vagina you shouldn't let nobody else put their fingers their tongue a dildo a penis anything Mm -hmm. else right because your first relationship starts with self and that's just not emotionally or mentally that's also physically and that's one thing here in the united states we don't do a great job with right we don't teach young women to masturbate no we don't teach young women to get in touch with their sexuality Mm -hmm. and you know when it comes to sexual assault women have to speak up 
You know, silence is not yes, but also we live in a society where young men are taught to be kind of rapey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're taught to like, Race oh, if she culture. says, yeah. if she says no, you just keep trying to get it. And it's like, no, brother. If right. she says like, no, no, it means no. no. Right. Yeah, I saw a meme yeah. about that actually before where we, we should be teaching men to, to not be Rapey, rapey. If, right. Let's like, call it what it is. Teach, yeah. Hashtag yeah. rapey. We right. teach yeah. women to kind of like, you know, look out for the male sexual predators, but you don't right. really teach the man to not be a predator. Right. Can I just thank you for saying about yeah. male sexual predators? Because can we just speak on female sexual predators? Because I'm not claiming all you hoes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're out there. If you are out here Having sex with a man and telling him you're on birth control and you're not, you are a sexual predator. Mm. Mm, wow. Because you are removing informed choice. Yeah. I never right. thought about it. From that man's life. No, of course we're not thinking about that because yeah. that doesn't fit the narrative of the hashtag Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. We don't want to accept responsibility as women in this effort. And right. that's something I'm, yo, I have worked with very large entities very large celebrity entities that I thought I could align with. But then they might have sent out a tweet or done a post and been like, when you tell him you are birth control, but you not got him. Happy Father's Day. No, honey, that's sexual assault. Right. And we as women have to acknowledge, even in the class. And then you get mad when he don't want to be a part of the kid's life. Hello. And you never Hello. Wanted Hello. In general. Hello. And like even today when I spoke about um, healthy and unhealthy relationships to these young women and we talked about the power and control wheel, I said, you know what, I'm telling you this so you can identify kind of things that might be coming up in your in your relationship. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what are you doing that might align with some of these negative behaviors? Are you right. putting your partner down? Are you intimidating them? Are you guilting them into situations? Mm -hmm. And I think that if we really want to move the needle on this movement of Me Too or any of this, as women, we really need to look at what we are doing. Yeah, no one ever wants to hear that. Of course, because it doesn't (laughs) fall. Well, I will say it. Yeah. People may. But you're right. they They might block me. They might delete me. They might talk bad about me but i'm here to talk the truth yeah mm-hmm. and there's two sides to every coin right and girl, I get, three. girl <laughs> and I, if you saw the emails i get from men who have been sexually assaulted by women i cry sometimes wow because there's no space for them none none wow and it hurts me it hurts so bad to like get emails from men who are like i was sexually assaulted by my babysitter when i was a child and now I'm an adult male and I find myself having sexual problems. It's so, it's, Damn. and they don't, and they just don't. And even when I'm like out at a bar and I'm like, yeah, I'm a sexologist, this is what I do. After a few drinks, a man is quick to be like, yo, Telling I'm sexually you. assaulted. Wow. And I'm like, um, bartender, another girl. <laughs> yeah. His Let next one's on shot. me. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's heavy. All right. Next question. Whoops. Uh, 
How old were you when you had your first orgasm with a partner? Oh, wait, like a squirted orgasm <laughs> or like just a regular <laughs> orgasm? It didn't specify, but you know, you can um, you can give both. <laughs> you know, I'm an old woman <laughs> and I don't put a lot of miles on this red Corvette. So I'm, I don't I'm, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, they gave, they gave multiple choice. Um, Go ahead. A, what's an orgasm? This that ain't it for this conversation. B in my teens. C twenties and D thirties. So I mean, I which do you which do you, do you want to talk about the regular. orgasm? Because I feel like we, we have a squirting question. So we can elaborate I think later. The first orgasm I had, I was probably under ten. Same. I have been a long time masturbator and Same. my mother will tell you many a stories <laughs> of that. I started at like eight. <laughs> but you know, like when it comes to sexual development in early childhood, masturbation starts before we're even here. Like boys, little boys will like there are sonograms that you can see little boys masturbating in vitro like in the wow, uterus really wow because i know that honey from the womb to the tomb yeah. <laughs> sexuality is a part of your life and for little children it's not about sex when they masturbate or touch themselves it's self-pleasure it's right. not associated with sex it yeah. just feels good right, right? And you want to keep doing it because you know, you're, right. like, you're like, man, this feels really. Oh, yeah. and I can go to take a nap afterwards. <laughs> That's why a lot of times when you work in like youth services with young children, you see a lot of kids touching themselves during nap time. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they've already like... figured it out. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I. I would probably say I was under 10. I'm remembering, like, as you ask when the best orgasm was. I don't know if it was the best, but it was the first time I understood, like, touching my vagina mm-hmm. feels, feels very good. good. Feels like this right. feels good and yeah. my mom had this weird, like, vibrating, like, weird noodly thing <laughs> that you would just put over. It was like a long noodly thing that you could wrap around your shoulders and it would vibrate oh i humped that so many times <laughs> it was that like a muscle relaxer or something yes okay but that is what's coming up for me when you're like what was your best orgasm i guess it was the first time i experienced it mm. which was definitely under 10 and my mom again loves to tell this story she was a masturbator but i had to tell her you can't do that in public you can't in your room so i want to encourage all your listeners who have small children masturbation is okay it's normal and it's also a way to teach body autonomy so it's a way for us to protect our youth it's a way for us to say you know mommy or daddy recognizes that it feels good when you touch your privates but you're the only person that can do that and you have to do that in the bathroom or in your bedroom Right. So that establishes body autonomy. Mm-hmm. Right. And recently there was a lady from Australia who went viral about being like, you should ask permission. Right. Oh, yes. To I saw change your baby's diaper. OK. She was a bit extreme with her right. multicolored hair <laughs> and probably no kids. Um, but right. when I do parenting classes, I don't teach about asking permission. I teach You need to vocalize to your nonverbal child. Mommy's going to clean your penis right now. And don't use any kind of crazy name. It's a penis. Mm -hmm. It's a vulva or a vagina. They are breast and it is an anus. Mm -hmm. So when you give them that language before they can speak, it prepares them to be 
ready to verbalize when they don't want people to touch them. And child predators are less likely to prey on them because they know their body. Child predators do not go after kids who are like, oh, no, that's my penis. You cannot touch that. They go after children who have been taught that masturbation is bad Mm -hmm. or that have been shamed into believing that touching themselves is a bad thing. They have been shamed into thinking they need to hide their sexuality. So as parents of color and as people of color, I want to encourage us to embrace our sexuality across the lifespan. Even when you're four, if your child touches themselves quite a bit, hey, I really appreciate that. I know you're exploring your body, but we can't do that at daycare. We can't do that at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. That's something that can only happen in your bedroom when you're by yourself. And then as parents, when we are changing them, if they are nonverbal, if they're so young, they're not speaking. Mm -hmm. You just say to them, mommy's got to wipe your butt. Mommy's got to wipe your anus. Mommy has to wipe your vagina. Daddy needs to clean your vagina. I hope it's okay. You know, that lady was like, ask nonverbal babies. Yeah, it was like permission. Nobody wants a shitty baby. Right. Like, and even if you have a toddler that's kind of acting like an asshole, no, don't change my diaper. No, 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 no. That's not what we're doing. Right. right. Because even if if they're speaking, then they should be potty trained. Hello. (laughs) But the thing is, is like, you know, if a child is like, if you're asking a child, hey, can I change your diaper? And they have a shitty ass. And they're like, no. You have to be in, and you're like, well, I'm changing it anyways. You have compromised body right. autonomy. Right. Or body autonomy. But if you just say, hey, mommy needs to change you right now because you stink. Right. Your booty is stinky. Mommy's going to wipe your bottom. It's not about asking permission. It's just informing a child, hey, This is what I need to do to care for you. And this is a loving touch. This isn't me crossing a line. And then later on, you will allow them the opportunity when you're potty training to say, did you want mommy or daddy in the bathroom with you? Right. Mm -hmm. Or do you think you can do it on your own? Right. So much communication. It's a lot of communication. I remember my mom saying that to me, though as a kid like when we were potty training and she was reinforcing it yep. i remember her saying do you need me to come in or you got it do you need help yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's the best anything. thing i mean really it's it it really is communication like if you have conversations about sex and sexuality early and often it makes it a lot easier when they hit puberty mm-hmm. and go into high school yeah mm. it normalizes it but you have to start very young mm-hmm. yeah but oftentimes we don't. People are like, oh, wait until they're ready. And it's, I'm like, what yeah, is 16, ready? Right. Way That's too way late. too and late. And they done already it's done, done, it's done. Yeah. and did everything it's else. Done. Too By that Just time, now. it's done. Right. So let's go back to these orgasms. Um, yes, I'd like one tonight. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> so are there, you know, why is it that I guess that women can orgasm multiple times as opposed to men? Um, and then I think you talked about like squirting. Is that even an orgasm? Is that pee? Like, what is it? Where do you want me to start there? I, Where, so like, what I know. What section like, do you want me to start in? So, hmm. so let's start with the human sexual response cycle. So it's oh. different for men and women. <laughs> oh. Hey. She had a theology so, word. Um, the human sexual response cycle. If we look at Masters and Johnsons, um, which are, if you don't know who they are, Google is your friend. Um, but they they kind of spearheaded the first research around sex and sexuality out of Indiana University. Wow, shout Come on, out. Indiana. Hello. Mm-hmm. Shout out. <laughs> 
to our Kappas? 1911? I'm sorry. I had to. I have a fetish. Okay. So, um, they eat the best pussy. Well, among other things. Sorry, that was a sidebar. I love it. To my Kappas. Um, oh, my God. So, there's the excitement phase. There's the plateau phase. There's the orgasmic phase and there's the resolution phase. So there are four phases. One thing we have to remember is that sex starts in the brain. And literally, there are certain nerves that run directly from your genital area straight to the brain. Now, men and women's brains work very differently. A man's brain is very, you know, lineal. Dumb. And well, there's, I don't know if I would call it dumb. Slow. I, not I not too much. No, not too much. I say, I say Small. it's um, focused on one thing. So okay. when men focus on something, they focus on one thing. Women tend to think about 80,000 things. Right. Pertaining to one thing. Right. Yes. <laughs> but, but that's also why it's more difficult for us to get relaxed and yes. in the moment. So a man can get an erection and become sexually aroused like that. For women, it could take anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes or more. But that's because more regions of our brain are engaged in our arousal than with men. Mm. So that's the ultimate disconnect i think because Total. men essentially think that we think like them and or react like them so just because their dick is hard that means that we're ready no and honey, even if our pussy, pussy is, is wet not- even if it is wet <laughs> i just mean ready. that i'm mentally ready no honey because i'm still thinking about the trash right. you didn't take out three <laughs> right. weeks ago right, right. dead ass though right. or the phone <laughs> bill they, like Whatever bill just got turned off, even if it was turned off for, for two minutes. Yeah. I'm thinking about that shit because you told me you were going to pay that. Right. Yeah. And oh God, then I you did that was it. just me. No, honey, it's all women. <laughs> you know, or like you're thinking about like, hey, we said we were going to do this and you forgot. But men, they just mm-hmm. don't. Our brains light up. And even if you look at like a, a MRI uh, between a man and a woman during arousal, and ejaculation, different spaces in the brain light up for for both sexes. Like it's a lot more of the brain region lights up for women than it does men. Mm-hmm. So once we're there, we're we're really there. Yeah, and not like once we're, but it takes us a lot to mm-hmm. get there, right? Um, so we are excited. So now we're excited. The blood is rushing to our vagina. The tissue becomes engorged with blood, which expresses liquid, and that's how we become lubricated as women. So when we get wet, that's what's happening. Literally, blood has rushed to the vagina and engorged the tissue in the vulva area, which then expresses the moisture from the region, and that's what creates wetness in women, Mm. right? It just takes longer than men. So we're there. Then we get to the plateau stages. Our nipples are hard. Our heart rate is up. We're definitely turned on. And then from plateau becomes orgasm. And that's when we're like, oh, yeah. We might squirt. Squirting is urine. Um, And we (laughs) might. And really what it is, is it's the the urethral sponge Mm -hmm. releasing a a little bit of fluid. It, It might not be fully urine, but it is chemically the chemical compounds are are rooted in in urine totally normal okay men once they ejaculate 
and they ex- they like ejaculate and semen comes out it's it's a series of muscle contractions both in men and women men have to go through a refractor period that refractor period is the time in which the penis has to go soft and then they have to get go through the whole entire process again so psychologically the brain has to be there then their penis has to get up now the younger you are the quicker that is it could Mm -hmm. be 30 seconds it could be 15 seconds shoot you might be 18 like i just busted up my dick's still hard great yeah when you're 35 it's (laughs) not happening (laughs) it's not happening like that so women can go from orgasm back to plateau back to orgasm black to plateau back to orgasm I mean, I, there's no number. I can't like give you a scientific number of how many right. times women can orgasm during sex. It's unlimited. Women can have multiple orgasms in one sex session. Men cannot. They have to go through a refractor period. Mm. Come on, technical terms. I'm going to think I know everything by the I'm time. I'm so sorry if it seems super geeky. No, no, no I love it. Pro- I love it. That's important. But we should also talk about how after orgasm, people can experience great depression. What? I was I know, I was like uh-huh. what that is. Well, it happens sometimes like you have to understand when you experience orgasm, you're releasing a lot of like chemicals in the brain right. that make you feel high. It's almost like shooting up heroin and your brain shuts off. The amygdala oh, so like kind of shuts you're, down. When you take ecstasy or molly and your brain releases serotonin and then you come down and you're depressed because your body or your brain was addicted exactly. to the serotonin that you release. Yes, and it can happen so quickly during orgasm, right? And some people feel great sadness after orgasm. But that's why aftercare is super important. So after you and your partner have sex... You should have some intimate moments, whether it's like holding each other or cuddling or and even if you're like in a situation ship and it's not like a cuddly thing, just check in. Did you enjoy that? Did you like what we did? I mean, it could be like three questions. How do you feel? Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Are you cool? So it could be like, <laughs> was yes, this OK? Yes, yes. Like, exactly. I'm and they'd be like, I'm out. Snores. And, honey, again. <laughs> There's been a lot of mileage put on this red Corvette. <laughs> and there's been n- times where I was like grabbing my heels and like tiptoeing. Right. Out oh, of, yeah. Same. Out of you good? <laughs> like, like pace. Right. Um, but now as a, a little bit older, I, I kind of feel like there should have been, even if it's just like a, it, you're good. Because mm-hmm. sometimes during sex, we get really kinky. We might pull hair. We might choke. We might spank. And we should really check in to the person we're sleeping with like you good because somebody may have experienced some type of assault somewhere in their lives and it could trigger something in them Mm. and if we're not communicating about that it could leave a really bad taste in their mouth and i don't want to do that to anybody i just want it to be like hey pleasurable yeah was that a cool sex is just so much i literally said that today i said i'd rather get money 
then have sex sometimes. Not sometimes, probably all the time. Maybe I have a depressed pussy. I don't know. Like, but I would legitimately a rather someone... A good vibrator someone, could fix that. Right? I'm like, <laughs> I would rather someone give me a bag of money than have sex most of the time, to be honest. It is just so much. Now, now we got the technical side of things, too. I'm just yeah. like, what is happening? I'm never going to have sex again. But if you have a new, a new vibrator... I don't believe you, though. But, uh, don't I'm actually that. on the market for a new vibrator. Oh, I'm I like, could give you a list. You have, yeah, great. I we'll do talk have a great, a great list of good oh, okay. vibrators. I'm like, we will That'd talk after nice. the show. So we had a few listener questions as well. Bring it. Um, and some of them. Okay, so how do you approach a guy? And, and now we're going to start using the technical terms. So, um, yeah, how do you approach or talk to a guy who, um, I guess, what is the technical term of that? Cunnilingus. Cunnilingus, yeah. Who, I don't, oral. I'm like, yeah. Or who won't perform oral sex on you. Well, I love a good pussy eating, <laughs> but I have, in recent years, found myself in relationships with men that don't do that. Really? The sexologist herself. I, that's why I was saying earlier, like, you, you have cannot your assume. Got it. And I wouldn't even call it a problem. Like, sex with one person is not going to be sex with the next person. And I can't that's assume true. that it's all going to be the same, that it's going to be all the same. But additionally, I guess what it is, is you have to have a conversation with yourself about what you find important sexually. Is pussy eating the highest thing on my list? Because trust and believe, honey, if I wanted somebody to eat my pussy, (laughs) I could get it. (laughs) But is that person going to call me before my supervision at my day job and say, you're going to be fine. Just don't cuss anybody out. Right. So you kind of have to look at like and sex changes through your ages. I mean, y'all look hella young in your 20s. I ain't no spring chicken. I'm a bit of a Cornish hen, but I ain't no old maid. So sex changes. And so does what you see as intimacy. So do I need somebody to eat my pussy or can I have great sex without oral? Mm-hmm. got it so it's a question for yourself it totally is but if you're with somebody who doesn't want to perform oral you kind of have to ask yourself one how important it is to me and then two have a conversation with them like hey i noticed because you don't want to like be disrespectful you say things like hey i noticed you don't go down on me is there a reason do you not like performing oral And then you say, okay, let me know. But if you do the sex date prior to sex, where you kind of go through all the things that your partner's willing to do and want done to them, it kind of is a much easier conversation to have. You can't do it, but naked, pussy wet in the bed, like, hey. You ain't never ate no pussy. What you do? You cannot. That's not a thing. Right. It really needs to happen outside of the yeah. bedroom. Maybe at brunch. Right. right. You can manage a, in oh, a for mimosas space. in a safe space. A totally safe space yeah. where you're not naked. You're not about to have sex. Mm, yeah. And you may not. You don't know. Maybe that person has trauma mm-hmm, right. around that act. Maybe at some point they've experienced some psych type of sexual trauma where someone forced them mm. to do that and i think it goes both ways so like if a woman is not willing to perform oral or is not willing to perform specific sex acts or a man is not willing to perform specific sex acts 
Maybe you need to dig a little deeper as mm-hmm. to why. Perhaps there's some trauma associated with that. And it doesn't always have to be physical. It's so key. It doesn't have to be physical, right? Like right. I have a friend whose mom once found their vibrator while they were in college. And ever since then, they've never used a vibrator. Oh, but wow. that's Cause sexual because yeah, she shamed that. Yeah, right, she that shamed them. Yeah, and that's trauma. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, sometimes I don't. When it comes to sexual trauma, I feel like we look at it as a physical act of aggression or rape or something really egregious. It doesn't have to be that. It could be. I was raised in the church, and I was told if you gave blowjobs, you were going to hell. Mm-hmm. Right, or if you ate pussy. You were going to hell, whatever the or you were a bitch, like whatever the case may be. Everybody has experienced varying levels of sexual trauma, not just physical, but mental and emotional. And again, I think we have to remember that, like, what your last partner did for you is not what your new partner is going to do for you. Right. You have to train your partner what you want through communication what you want sexually every time you get a new partner. So do you think that even with communication that that can help if you don't have sexual chemistry? Like you gen- you genuinely like each other, like y'all are compatible, whatever, but when you're in the bedroom, it just gets really, really weird. I think that through, com- through a lot of weird conversations and awkward conversations, you can find a space where you will find sexual pleasure because sex is really rooted in the brain. Right. It's not rooted in your genitals. It's rooted in the brain because the brain has to be active first to get that excitement phase going Mm -hmm. to get you to the plateau phase where your nipples are hard. Your breath is like you're breathing heavier. Your heart rate is that's all comes from the brain. Right. But oftentimes we think it's, we think we can pop a yanni egg in. We think we can do kegels, put on some lingerie, start <laughs> booty clapping. And then all of a sudden sex is going to be great. And that's the big lie of social media. So do they work? What? All the, is it, I thought it was, so it's yanni egg. It's like, yeah. Yanni. Okay. What yanni is it? egg. Um, well, it's, it's, it's rooted in, eastern religion and it's the i i think it really ties back to your chakras and understanding that the womb or that area is the root chakra mm-hmm. and so if you're experiencing some blockage there that's what they that say supposed to that's what open you up that's what they say okay they say they can spiritually open up your sexual freedom i'm not here to bag it um i have had pelvic floor exercise devices i maybe i didn't invest in a yanni egg not to say i wouldn't i just haven't yet um i think that kegel exercises are super important as someone expecting i hope you're doing them regularly right um i think so that, they work i'm all like what work for what doing my, what do you, i don't know what do you want them, them to work Hold, me just too in case we're working out right now work, yeah, we, <laughs> y'all put them together everyone just do your kids right, right now men can three do them sets too. of 20 all right so here so glad you said that of course what are kegel exercises can you make mm. your dick bounce 
Oh. 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 Sure. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a Kegel exercise. Got it. So it's just it's, working the muscle. Yeah. It's Got really it. like that. Squeeze, not squeeze, squeeze, not squeeze. For many and And women. I'm not saying that Yanni eggs don't work. Right. I don't want to sit out here. Honey, I might shit. I might put a Yanni egg on the market tomorrow. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that it's it's a Yanni egg and it's really being in tune with yourself. But the idea of a Yanni egg is using semi-precious stones to create stronger pelvic floor muscles by holding the egg inside of your vagina with your vagina muscles, as well as these eggs are oftentimes created in semi-precious stones that are known to have healing properties. So maybe jade or rose quartz or things of that nature. Mm. I'm not saying they don't work. I'm saying that you're using pelvic floor muscles mm-hmm. or vagina so like, muscles to keep them in. Got it. Oh, okay. but can I just so tell you how one time I put these vagina weighted balls, they were not yoni eggs, they were not of any kind of, you know, precious stone. They were just like weighted vagina balls. Mm-hmm. In my vagina. And then I read on Google I should go to the gym. I was on that goddamn treadmill like, oh, these bitches is falling out of these spandex <laughs> right now. They I have though. some. I have some weighted balls. I've had them for a few years. Are you using them now? No. But I'm glad, that, I'm glad that I have them so that I can use them post. Well, You think I should use them now? Well, I think you should consult your doctor now. If now is an okay time, because I'm going to tell you right now, you finna open up that whole region. (laughs) (laughs) Like I like for women who are pregnant, I always advise them yoga and you need to start stretching all of your it's like you. I don't know how much longer you have until you look very pregnant. I don't know how much longer. Um, Yeah. Six and a half months. I am. Yeah. You need to start stretching that. Can you do the splits? No. Okay, you need to start working on that. Because you finna split everything. (laughs) No, you just need to prepare. I'm not saying you need to do, but you really need to prepare all of those muscles your hip muscles, your hip flexors, your gluteus maximus. Because, honey, you're about to push life out of that space. Yeah. And I think that that's something we don't talk about is, is the joint health, the muscle health. It's not just about your, but it's your whole body and you have to prepare your body like glitter, like you are about to open up your legs and bring a new life Word. into this world. I would advise yoga. Yeah. My doctor told me that I need to start finding somebody. It's on the yeah. to do list. Girl, <laughs> it should go to the top. <laughs> uh, but you definitely like every morning I would be doing like stretches mm-hmm. even if it's not a yoga person but even if you're just at your house you really need to just stretch it out and just kind of prepare for that yeah because it's a lot YouTube I was making my sister do the same thing like a couple oh, yeah. weeks before are you birth. doing Lamas? I'm going to yeah it, you're at month six and a half when? <laughs> soon I feel like, okay, so I'm going to be real with you. I feel like this is the thing black women do. No, that's not the case. I mean, for me, I can't speak for all black women. Okay, I can't I just got a, I just have a lot of things to do. But that's what all black women say. Right, because we got a lot of shit going on. But, but 
No. Maternal mortality in the United States for black women is three times higher than white women. In New York State alone, it's 12 times higher than their white counterparts. We don't have time to say it's on my list of things to do. <laughs> and I say that because I love you, black woman. No, I, I'm aware that it's important and I'm going to do it. I believe but, in you. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I, I, I'm not coming <laughs> down on you. Really, no, I don't think I, that you are. I'm only saying that so all of your listeners... We'll wake up. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. like, we're it's going not to even yoga about tomorrow it, morning. Honest, it's not about you. Right. It's about everybody else who's listening, who waits till month nine to be like, oh shit, maybe I should have gone to a yoga class. Right? Right. And I, well, but it's also to even like add to this is very much so like an alone journey. Like I don't have a circle. I'm my only I'm the only person out of my friends that are pregnant. Girl, call me. None of my friends have kids, you know, or the friends that have kids don't live here. So it's a it's a different type of uh, space that I operate in. You know right. what I mean? Like it's I I have to do an extensive amount of research. No, you know, you don't. it's like I mean no, but I do though because it's not like I can just be like yo T. You know what I mean? Or like or Zuna, You know? No, like, no, no. Uh-huh. And this is, this is a it's just a it's it's my reality. You know. Right. So, so then with that being said, in Brooklyn, there's a place called Ancient Song Doula. It's an all black doula collective. So Ancient Song? Ancient Song. So I'll give them the shout out. It's an all black woman doula collective. Um, But no, you ain't got to call nobody but me, honey. I'll give you the right. (laughs) We'll get you the lactation specialist. We'll get you all that. And then another thing, which I noticed, my mother is here this week. So I'm asking what I realized. And I don't want to say that your moms aren't resourceful because they are. But things are so different than when she gave birth. And Yes, Lord. You know, we're old. Like, my, I'm 32. My older brother is 33. So I'm talking to her. We actually was talking about that. I was like, yeah, ma, I got to find a yoga class, a prenatal yoga class. And she's like, oh, well, I didn't do none of that. Right, exactly. Yeah, had you know, and she, it's it, everything is like new. She's like, well, the good thing is that she's not like really condescending about it. She's like, you're going to be your own mom. You're going to find your own rhythm. Your kid is going to be your own kid. Um, and things are very different now. But it was almost like, I don't want to th- say that she wasn't of any help. But with a lot of these things, I can't even talk to my mom about them. Because okay. she didn't do that. Where do you live? You, know? you live up there? I live in Brooklyn. Oh, that's far from me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know of some programs um, in the city that I, that I could connect you to. But, um, again, Ancient Song Doula. Uh, services in Brooklyn are amazing and not to say just because you have a doula doesn't mean you can't have an actual doctor I feel like a doula is somebody that can work in conjunction with your doctor to make sure your needs are met when you're going through labor yeah um and I think that it's important to be kind to your body and your mind and your spirit because you're bringing a new life into this world and it's not so much during labor and delivery but after right so maternal mortality is coined as death postpartum up to a year after birth right so when we look at the numbers in across the nation it's scary for black women and it could do it could be due to um hypertension, diabetes, 
you know, uh, low, like hemorrhaging, but all of those things have to be brought up to your doctor, right? And you have to be willing to talk to your doctor and be able to articulate to your doctor your needs. And oftentimes, as women of color, we've been, we've won. We don't trust the American Medical Association, and why should we? <laughs> like, there's a lot of reasons to have distrust. But you're lucky enough to have a doctor who's a woman of color. Yeah. So they probably listen more. They take more time. But for a majority of us, we don't have that luxury. Right? Mm -hmm. So for all of your listeners out there who are not in New York, who might be in Kansas or Texas or um, Atlanta or wherever and their doctors don't look like them, you have to demand your time. Reclaim your time, honey, <laughs> when it comes to your health, especially your sexual health. Yeah. And don't be afraid to talk to your primary care physician, which we right. oftentimes don't. Right. I have learned we so have much. Them. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be ready. I'm when so this sorry. Time. <laughs> I'm like, when this time comes, I'm like, I'm going to be in hot yoga and stretching and floor. No hot yoga. You can't be Yeah, you, you can't, can't be do hot. hot yoga. Oh, okay. Or That's not. Bad. It's a shortness of Regular breath. Regular yoga. My bad. Okay. Or prenatal yoga, but not hot yoga. Because you're you're like breathing so hard. Okay. A yeah. There's a lot of things. See, I'm already fucking up. Okay. I'm like, it's okay. Right, okay. Regular yoga. We got that. What else you got? Oh, is this a listener question? What and where is the G spot? <laughs> that had to be a listener question. I know. All that right, so um, sex one on one. It depends for the man. Uh, your rectum, rectum, right? Yeah. That's... So for the men who who don't like Peggy their, is okay. <laughs> <laughs> who's scared about getting their salad tossed? Yeah, it's in the prostate. Right, it is in the mm-hmm. prostate, and actually, prostate milking is healthy for men. Wait, what is prostate milking? Prostate milking is so the prostate where you make them come from putting your finger in their ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but you do need to know that if you are of a set age and have heart conditions, you cannot prostate milk and ejaculate at the same time, or you may cause a heart attack. Yeah, oh, wow. is that powerful? Oh yes, that's the most powerful orgasm you. Can oh my have. god! Okay, but I want to be very clear. Prostate milking is not like, hey, I'm going to ram something in your butt. It's like, it's a certain technique. Like you have, it's like a, can you only do it from a finger? Can you do it from a tongue? No, you got to get in there. Okay. You got to get like a half inch in and it's like, it's almost like a hook. And you do down or up? It's a hook. It's a, it's definitely a hook. Downward hook or upward hook? Mm, Let me think about this for a minute. First of all, I'm Edward Scissorhands over here with these nails. <laughs> but I was just you thinking, are, I, was I like, can't. <laughs> but all I was thinking was, I could never have a plastic If you, okay. yeah, it does, it does. Like if they're on their stomach, it might be a hook up. If they're just hmm. laying on their back, it might be hooked down. Oh, but if you have what nails, works for you, Didi? <laughs> uh, I guess, it, I guess, probably the easier way to do it is if you're laying on your back, so so that you can jerk at the same time mm-hmm. so that's then, intense yeah so yeah it's intense um Yikes. so then you put the i need a diagram and then go mm-hmm. inward it's, but it is an upward and okay. inward thing ah. you're going but towards if, the penis yeah okay but yeah you can't do that with nails if you have you? nails you need to be wearing some type of latex glove 
Right. Because okay. you could definitely wanna... damage. Right. You could damage the rectum. There are a lot of your... nerves in the rectum. Right. Okay. They're slicing and dicing here, honey. Okay. So, Just so like how we don't like men to stick their long ass fingernails in your vagina. Yeah, I'm going still like clean it. <laughs> but so yeah, while y'all ha- having a, a great conversation and being very open about uh, the anal milking is what you call it. Yes. Uh, how do you actually propose that to straight men? I guess is the question. You know what? Ali Wong has this funny um, documentary or comedy special on on Netflix. Netflix, and she talks about how she would get like excitement just from taking it from dudes. Like, and so, Take- and although. Wait, I've I've done it. I've stuck my finger in one person's butt, and that was because we sort of like already had that like established relationship from like um, uh, from salad tossing. Got it on both ends, and so <laughs> so it was a little exploration, going. right? And so yeah, but it was just I just did it. Like I've never had a conversation about it. Now I'm all like, like do you need consent? Like, <laughs> I mean, yes, you should have now consent. Have now totally now, now, I, feel like, now like, I feel like I feel like I've assaulted maybe some. Yeah, I was like, I was literally like, oh, that's consent on everything now. <laughs> like, well, but the ones that I've succeeded, like, they, you know, they didn't complain. They didn't know that they liked it. Right. That, they and that's the I, thing. I would yeah. imagine they would because yeah. they assume their immediate reaction is, oh, whoa, this is whoa, gay. Whoa. Right. And it's and from there, I communicate like, no, this is where your G spot is. Like. Well, before this conversation, I mean, I've never tried it, but now I got to ask. I would never just go and do it. I was like, I, I would it, have to ask. It has to be an intimate um, relationship. It has, yeah, yeah, it has, yeah, it has to be a certain level of no, trust. Right. It has to be. Yeah. It's it's be like, did you wash ass. your ass first? Right. Like, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Michelle's face. Like, we would have to be in the shower There's always going to be shit on it, honey, whether they washed it or not. Really? That's not true. <laughs> Unless they're douching. Yeah. And a straight, a cisgendered straight okay. man is not douching his yeah. ass. Fair. Yeah. Let's be real. Fair. So wait, it's really gonna be poop. There's on there. like you might not see it. It, it like, might not be brown on your right. finger, okay, honey. I think I'm thinking but that. let's be real. If you's a I'm woman like, who's like, put a butt plug in me, honey, there gonna, gonna be, be poop shit. on yeah, that it's motherfucker. Be shit mm. on there. Yeah, a little. And that's mm. it's natural. It's a you know. It totally is mm. natural. I mean, like if somebody's trying to put it in your booty, they know boo boo is coming with it. Right. And when you're in the moment, you don't even think about it, honestly. Of that was always, I and do. I don't, I don't like to do anal sex <laughs> I mean, I anymore. Like, but I just be like, is he gonna put us out on the shit on him? <laughs> <laughs> Probably very inappropriate that I said that, but that was no, once. I mean, fair. That was fair. once a That's thought a, for me. Of uh, right, am I gonna shit? When I'm so regular. Actually, too, I one child. time it's had just, a man. I can't believe I'm saying this. I once had a lover, and we had great sex. And one time. <laughs> We had intercourse, and I thought maybe I squirted, but actually I sharded. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> like he literally fucked the shit out of oh me. Literally, <laughs> shut up! Oh my god, that's kept, a new one. Going? It was a minimal amount, and the next day I was. <laughs> I looked at the sheet like oh. it didn't smell. Oh it didn't. God. It didn't. But the next day I was on the sheet like scratchy, scratchy, scratchy. Oh my god! Needless to say, he may or may never 
have called me again. <laughs> listen, that's like, sex. Like, Yo, listen, literally, fluids happen. Get your life. Literally, and clearly, it was some good sex. Oh my god, Michelle, that's wild. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, oh no, that no that's amazing. Embarrassed. No, it's amazing. Don't be embarrassed. I probably would have had the same level the first time I squirted. I probably had the same level. Like honestly, it would it just didn't matter to me. Like I was so I was mortified, mortified. I'm sure. I remember that conversation, and I was just like, "Girl, that's okay, that's good." And he was just like, "Oh my god, I just I was embarrassed, like because I didn't know it had never happened. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I didn't. It's it's fluid from your urethral sponge." But what is Popping it? But what, what is it that like some women, I guess, can some can't? Can no, you I think all it? of us can. I think that at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of us can. We just won't relax enough, right? Yeah. But kind of like when I was like, "Oh, he fucked the shit out of me." No, like your goal should be he fucked the piss out of me. Because what's happening yeah, wow. is you're orgasming so hard that your your urethral sponge squirts out. It's just like like you come everything. so hard, it like releases a little bit of fluid wow. and that's a beautiful thing that is um okay last question so do you think if you masturbate too much like men and women do you is that like a myth is that something All right. that so here's my thing one we have to be mindful of the porn we watch and how much porn we consume because porn can actually impact your ability to have outstanding sexual experiences with a real life person okay um, when it comes to masturbating, and let's talk about toys. For women, you masturbate with a toy. It feels good. You vibrate your clitoris. Woo, woo, woo. It doesn't feel the same when you have just regular sex with your partner. This is true. Mm-hmm. But that's because they're not stimulating your clitoris. Guys have to remember, like, you telling me, oh, baby girl, I'm finna fuck the shit out of you. I'm beat it up. You gonna feel it in your stomach. No, that's not where the nerve endings are. Mm-hmm. They're on my clit, which is outside of my body. So I need you to play <laughs> with it. So I always Don't encourage. Exactly. I always encourage women to play with their clit while they're having penetration. Because mm-hmm. that will in that will heighten your orgasm and your experience. And then if you are feeling like you're masturbating so much that it is kind of implicating or kind of messing with your ability to orgasm with your partner, put the fucking sex toys away for 30 days. Similarly for men, because you would not believe how many emails I get on erectile dysfunction. Hey, I can't get it up with my partner. Hey, I can't ejaculate fast enough with my partner. And my first question is, how much porn are you watching? And then it's this crazy amount of porn. And I'm like, what's a crazy amount for curiosity? I mean, like if you're watching porn, if you're watching porn daily, well, what happens is it impacts the gray matter in your brain. And the more porn you watch, the crazier the porn you have to watch to get Mm -hmm. off. Mm. And then once you get with an actual woman, she not letting you fuck her in the throat until her eyes is watering and she's throwing up her lunch on your dick but now all of a sudden that's the only porn you can get off to so you're not gonna be able to ejaculate with your partners so Mm. if you're experiencing situations where you are unable to sustain erection or unable to get erection or unable to ejaculate with a physical partner but you can do all of those things while you're watching porn, it's time to turn porn off for 30 days. 
and try so to porn go porn cleanse. Yeah, you got to do mm. a porn cleanse. Wow, it sounds funny, but it's will help. No, that's yeah. real. Okay, it'll help. All right, so switching gears completely. Um, what would you tell your younger self? I would tell my younger self, it's not your fault. It's okay. You are not alone. And you will overcome. I mean, but that's my personal journey, my personal experience. I think if I was to tell my younger self's best friend who had a better life than I did, girl, <laughs> lean into your sexuality, <laughs> claim your victory, and know you have the right to say no at any time in any relationship, whether you've had intercourse previously with the partner you're with or with another partner or whether or not you're about to do a double back handspring flip onto a dick pussy or somewhere in between you can say no midair mm. that's what I would tell myself I love that okay and what do you know for sure I know for sure um, that my back is strong and the cross that I was meant to bear is heavy and that this work is not done and it will probably continue beyond my lifetime but it is my purpose to do what I can to help people of color and beyond better understand what sex and sexuality is in their lives through education I mean like mm-hmm. I feel wow. like I have learned so much from you <laughs> Same. like and I have so many more questions now girl call like, me anytime yeah, you got I'm my like, phone this number this was so amazing it really was I feel like I learned so much like consent communication communication did i say the right answers yeah yes of course no you did no i'm still like perfect perfect answer (sighs) just like literally hands on hips they're really good girl i am strong and my cross is heavy to bear it is wow And, and again before we got on air and as we leave air i told you what i do for a day job so you can only imagine i've been doing this work for 17 years wow in urban communities in battered women's shelters and in youth services organizations in after school programs in Mm -hmm. charter schools and the projects and that's why it's so funny because most people see mh sexpert as this like super sexy brand and this that and the other but they have no idea what i do in my day job because honestly they don't need to Mm -hmm. because i have to protect the clientele i work with right and it's the most marginalized clientele it's the clientele that has no voice. I have to be a voice for people who are voiceless. And that's why my cross is heavy and my mm. back has to be strong. So it's my hope that, you know, you and your listeners can continue to kind of keep me in their positive thoughts and I can continue to have a strong back to bear this cross because God is good and she has looked out for me thus yes, far. She. And I'm sure she will continue to. Right. <laughs> For sure. So, But thank you so much. I'm so thank you. grateful that you gave me this time. Follow me on Twitter and it's Instagram. Yes. So you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MHSexpert. You can go to my website, www.mhsexpert.com. I have a lot of things coming for you guys this summer. And yeah. A lot. So I hope you guys stay tuned. 
And it's not just going to be in products. It's going to be in services and education classes and fun, you know, interactive, immersive education opportunities for adults at bars and lounges. And we're going to have some learn how to suck a dick. That too. (laughs) Yes. Deep throat it. (laughs) No, but even like the educational stuff, all jokes aside, like that's why I'm just like mind blown. Right. I learned so much and I knew sex came from the mind. I knew that, which is why, right. like I said, I prefer money because I just feel like it's so much easier. There's just Your so mind much. Is up. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, Lord have mercy. This is good though. Yes. Thank you. Um, Thank anything you so else? Much, Michelle? Well, you know what? I don't, I, I mean, honestly, pride is coming up in New York. So I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to me. Oh, so yes. support your local gay person. Your local LGBTQAI individual. And I I mean, again, just kind of stay tuned. I have a lot more coming. I hope to work with you lovely ladies again on something. And Mm -hmm. maybe we can bring some content live to your listeners. Yes. And we'll figure out some fun things to do. I have some ideas. I have got some tricks up my Oh, yeah, we will talk. We will talk after this show. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, Gee, the quote. I'm like, you did a quote. Quote, quote. (laughs) We cannot simultaneously set a boundary and take care of another person's feelings. Mm. Mm. Melody Beatty? Mm. <laughs> yes, Beatty. Beatty. Okay. I mean, I that kind of like even that. It goes in line. Yeah. Yes, I was like, that goes in line yeah. with what we were talking about. It really does. About. It really does. Yeah. I know, I thought I was Word. missing something, but no, yeah, we cannot simultaneously set a boundary and take care of another person's feelings. You cannot. Right. Right, because a boundary is a boundary. A boundary is a boundary. Yeah, asking yes or no. A boundary is a boundary. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to follow. Bye, bye, guys. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Rose Show with TT and Gigi? And yeah, get it popping. Thoughts. Everything begins with thoughts. She's a slut. She's a hoe. She's this. She's that. We say to girls. You can have ambition, but not too much. It's about people being uncomfortable with women owning their sexuality. What is the truest, highest vision that you hold for yourself? I'm a real ass bitch, and I'm going to get everything that I'm going to get on my own. I know for sure. You don't get what you wish for. You get what you believe. 